on tonight's Hillbilly Nerd Talk. Our bitty buddy Bonnie, tipping is out of control, where's the recession, FIFO with the vid, workplace jargon, and Harvard Morgue. Welcome to Hillbilly Nerd Talk. I'm Hank. And I'm Petra. Is that better? That's better. You changed the intro on me at first. I'm, I'm like, I don't know. It's not right, is it? No. How many episodes? 300 now? 262. All right. This so one is 262. 262. And you want to change up the introduction now. These people had talked for a living all day long on shows like this. Can you imagine? No, I can't. It's absolutely a talent. It is. It is. And there are things to learn. and But we've been at this, well, I mean, at a minimum, 262 hours. Yeah, it's been a while. Plus all the practice, <laughs> you know, in between. Yeah, we did. a. I think we did a few practice shows before we ended up right putting anything out online. But. Well, and there's all the hours outside of this of you writing up the show notes things like that yeah yeah maintaining the the, the all web, the workings yeah. of it you do the, all that yeah so. the website and the there's a little to it so good for us yay so don't change the introduction <laughs> <laughs> so don't make it any more complicated it has to be jackass yeah exactly <laughs> well we got a new little uh bundle of joy in we our life do we do we have a baby to announce <laughs> <laughs> She's laying over here being our podcat right now, which is hilarious. She's really furry. Yes. And really small. Yes. Yes. She is, um, like, we're even sleeping on the similar blanket as Chairman Meow, and she's got the similar long gray poofy fur, so she's a snuggle baby. So now we've got two. We have two. We have two. <laughs> and this is... Uh, this is little Bonnie. Our bitty buddy Bonnie. <laughs> the Bonnie situation. The Bonnie situation. She And she is an absolute train wreck. She's so funny. She runs everywhere. And as soon as she came home, the first thing she wanted to do was run at the big cat. Like, woo, this is great. And here comes the big cat because we're, we're talking about him. <laughs> yes. Hi, Ripley. Yes, you know, <laughs> Ripley's now the... Elder cat. Uh huh. Which she just uh, climbed into the little bitty cat carrier. I think she's going to get stuck. Oh, there she goes. Oh. There she goes. Well, there you go. Yes. So there's our, there's all of us. Yes, we're all here together, the big cat family. And they get along so good. We're so happy about it. You know, there's some great YouTube videos that we saw and read about how to introduce two cats. Yeah. And they're phenomenal. That is absolutely the best way to do it. You want to tell them how we did it? Well, we set up. Just in case somebody's getting an extra cat. Because yeah. your, your first cat will try to kill the other cat. Yeah, absolutely. Your first cat is having its territory invaded by an invader. And, you know, it's a big deal to both of the cats. So it's not as simple as just bringing a woman in and dropping them in the floor like I thought it was years ago. Um, so what we did was we have a dog tent, basically. Made a cloth. Yeah. And popped it up in the living room and put the kitten in the dog tent. It's so, called the circus tent. The circus tent. And, always, <laughs> a little mini circus tent. And, and it had to be one of those because it had to zip on all sides because this kitten climbs like crazy, you know, and she wanted out. 
so and within just a few minutes they wanted to get towards each other and they were playing with each other on either side of the tent yeah but they're kept safe from each other through the cloth and some mesh so they can see smell each other yep bad and, you against, know eat, bad against eat the beside walls. of each other you know and they're still mm-hmm. safe both of them are safe yeah and I, that worked great yeah so that lasted about a day and then from there kind of got them out supervised and let them kind of play a little bit and hell within 72 hours they were absolutely fine yeah within 48 hours i felt okay about it because i was playing with bonnie in the floor and ripley pounced on her and aggressively licked her yeah she took over mommy instincts yeah yeah she she could not wait to get a hold of that kitten and clean her (laughs) Started licking her. She holds her down and licks her. She does. She's so she big. still gives her a big bath every day. Mm-hmm. So she's so big, she can just hold her down with one paw and then yeah. lick her while yeah. Bonnie's just kicking and sometimes Squirt. screaming a little bit, but not yeah. much. Yeah. And and at this point, we well for a while we were calling Bonnie Merrill Street because she is so dramatic. She is a little melodramatic. She is melodramatic, <laughs> and she does act. <laughs> She uh, runs at Ripley while she's making that scream sound sometimes, too. So it's like, but they're fun. They're entertaining. And we have to remind ourselves before we go places that other people don't want to hear us talk about our cats. Right. Well, it'll be all we talk about. (laughs) It is. Sometimes it is bad. But you know what? We're all happy. And. (laughs) Well, they're our little fur babies. They are. They are, and that's just kind of what we deal with every day. And you have a bug flying around you, don't you? Yeah, but maybe one of your carnivorous plants will get it. Yeah, we'll we'll put one over here for it's a little gnat. Yeah, he's all right. <laughs> uh, let's see. How about I'm just going to go down some of these stories I've posted you have recently. A ton of news that we can you've hit been it. Keeping track of it's awesome. We can hit it kind of quickly. One is tipping. Tipflation. People aren't tipping that much anymore, apparently. Okay. But some of it seems a little ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, I know you can say, well, you know, economy, blah, blah, blah. But, um, oh, come on. Just had it on here. Do, do, do. Well, you're going to have to do a little filler time because I've apparently lost it. it. Well, I had. I got it. Okay. So I'll give you some things. You tell me how much you think people tip. Not how much, if they even tip. It's not how much. It's do they tip or not. How, how what percentage of people tip in the situation I give you? Okay. Coffee shop baristas. One in five. 20%. You're very close. 22%. Okay. So 22% tip your coffee shop barista. Okay. Hotel housekeepers. I say that's more like 50%. 50? Uh-huh. 23%. Damn. Cheap bastards. Taxi drivers slash ride share drivers. Uh, 50%. 40%. Okay. It's getting better. Get, getting there. You see them. You see them. I can understand why you don't tip the, the maid. You don't see them. Food delivery people. I said, I mean, you know, well, DoorDash and things like that. Sure, I guess your pizza people and all um, that. I'm going to guess at least 60%. 50%. Now, 
Doesn't that seem ridiculous? That's kind of sad. Yeah. Who the hell doesn't tip the pizza delivery guy? Yeah. Or girl. Come on. That's awful. Yeah. But yeah, it. All right. How about this one? Hairstylist barbers. 50%. 53%. Again, terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't not tip somebody that you're going to go back to. Asshole. Servers at sit down restaurants. This has got to be more than 50%. (laughs) Please tell me it's more than 50. What do you think? 50. I'm going to say 60%. You're pretty good on these. 65%. That's pretty damn close. Okay. So that means 35% of the people that go into a restaurant don't tip a damn thing. And you know that they make less than minimum wage. That is just fucking disgusting to me. And I know the argument, well, it's expensive. Well, then don't go out. Like, that's yeah. part of it. That's part of the experience. Right? Unless, unless like, they fundamentally change how we do things here. Oh, well, yeah, the way it is yes. now. Yeah. Unless you made, like, tipping illegal and, you know, raised a minimum wage and made mm-hmm. at, across the board people had to make it. Right. You couldn't. And, and that would increase prices on menus. But... Yeah, but to make up for tipping. Yeah. I'd love to get rid of this dumb system. Oh, I, I would too. Don't get me wrong. Too. I mean, personally, I want to say this. It's going to sound bad. Like, I hate tipping, but it's this whole system I hate. I don't yeah. care. To, I wouldn't care to pay more for every one of these things we just mentioned and get out of this tipping situation. But we're in it, so I do it. Yeah. And we're all in it. But I'm pretty sure that's not the reason people are not tipping. They're not, like, protesting the system. No, they're just being cheap. They're just being cheap jerks. And using protesting the situation as probably their reason for not tipping. But, I mean, even Maybe. when even when we were know. really young, like, like leaving a tip was a big thing in a restaurant. And it was always something my family made sure to do. And I don't mind at, like, cash registers where somebody scooped me, like, some ice cream or something like that. Like, I'm fine with tipping there. I checked out of a online store the other day, and they asked me for a tip. Good Lord. I'm, I'm serious, and I, I just wanted to be like, when, are you kidding me? Well, now, some of this stuff, too, now, I will say this, and, and those are the ones that that was in this survey I just read. This was uh-huh. a, this is a Yahoo Finance article, by the way. I mean, those are normal things that I would think me, you, I, those are good tip things. Yeah. But I'm like you. There are some things that are stupid. I am getting tired of like every single thing. And and this article actually points that out. That there's a little bit of that maybe of people are getting tired overall. Oh, yeah. Of what I'm, you just I'm, said. And then just not doing it at all. But I don't know. I don't know. There's no excuse not to ever tip your, your restaurant person. Restaurant. Come on. Yeah. yeah. But... I don't know. If I go up to a, a bakery counter and I don't sit anywhere, don't do anything, I just buy a muffin yeah. and walk out, I don't really feel any pressure to tip there. Yeah, I, I don't either. If you didn't prep anything for me. Um, right. And I know that. I mean, if you're just a person, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, if you're handing me something across the counter, if you're fixing me food, then, you know, maybe a 10% tip. Like if somebody had to go back and fix me a a box of a buffet to go or something like that. Right. Like I 
I try to be conscientious because I did have a short time where I worked for tips. And that makes you hyper aware. These are animals out there, not tipping. <laughs> Just freaking zombie animals. Whoever you assholes are out there listening to this. Apparently, it means 35% of you people listening to this. Get the hell out of here. Go to Arby's or McDonald's then if you don't want. And they probably even ask for a tip. I know. You don't have to tip at McDonald's. But for fuck's sakes, you do if you're at a sit-down place. Yeah. So if you can't afford it, pick somewhere where you can. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, a thousand percent. A thousand percent. Boom. Yeah. I would say it's out of control both ways. Yeah. It's not that complicated, people. I've got a story for you and a lead in. (laughs) Your only responsibility is to put meat on the table. Fuck the clients. You got a girlfriend? I'm not married. I have a wife. Her name's Teresa. She cuts hair. Congratulations. See more hair styles. Think about Teresa. (laughs) Name of the game? Move the money from your client's pocket into your pocket. Right. But if you can make the client's money at the same time, it's advantageous to everyone. Correct? No. (laughs) (laughs) Number one rule. Uh, No. Nobody... I don't care if you're Warren Buffett or if you're Jimmy Buffett. Nobody knows if the stock is going to go up, down, sideways, or in fucking circles. Least of all stockbrokers. Mm-hmm. It's all a fugazi. You know what a fugazi is? Mm-hmm. Fugazi. It's a uh, fake. Yeah, fugazi, fugazi. <laughs> it's a wazi. It's I won't a play the entire scene, but there's Fair one dust. point. It doesn't worry. exist. It's never landed. It is no matter. It's not on the elemental chart. It, it's not fucking real. <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> Stay with me. Mm-hmm. We don't create shit. We don't build anything. <laughs> no. So if you've got a client <clears throat> who bought stock at 8 mm-hmm. and it now sits at 16 and he's all fucking happy, he wants to cash in, liquidate, take his fucking money and run home, you don't let him do that. Okay. Because that would make it real. Right. Now, what do you do? You get another brilliant idea, mm-hmm. a special idea, another situation, another stock to reinvest his earnings and then some. And he will every single time because they're fucking addicted. <laughs> and then you just keep doing this again and again and again. Meanwhile, he thinks he's getting shit rich, which he is on paper. But you and me, the brokers, right. we're taking home cold hard cash via commission, motherfucker. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's exactly how it works. Yeah. There's never been truer words spoken in a movie, even though there's a comedy, dark comedy. Yeah. But I'm telling you, I read financial articles literally every single day. It's your hobby. And they have been saying, and when I say they, I'm saying a collective. Everywhere from Fox News, MSNBC, Bloomberg, all of them, the Wall Street Journal, across the board. For at least the last 12 months, Mm -hmm. the last year, they have, without saying 100%, they've said like 99% sure that there's going to be a recession like this year. Yes. I've been aware of this too. Like it's every, like they've just been betting on it. Absolutely. This impending doom, it's got to happen. It's going to happen. There's a million quotes, a million articles. And now this is the middle of the year and it hasn't happened yet. And I'm seeing the first articles like this. 
there's a title. This is Yahoo Finance. Uh-huh. Wall Street economists are increasingly less worried about a 2023 recession. Well, isn't that just fucking handy? <laughs> <laughs> when it doesn't happen, then all of a sudden, oh, well, maybe we were wrong about this. Maybe every single person who has something to gain by making all you assholes scared to death and making you sell your shit, maybe we would just happen to be wrong. So is that what happened? Did, did a lot of people sell? I mean, I, yes, I think. Wow. I, I mean, when there's... When it's universally they're saying there's going to be a recession, yeah, that scares the pee out of a lot of people. Yeah. And even though they shouldn't, they start selling their stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And when they sell it, just like that Wolf of Wall Street, that's why I was trying to, to play and wait until the last thing. Every time you sell it, then then somebody's making a commission off of it. Oh, yeah. Your Fidelity, your Vanguard, whoever it is, whoever your stock person or website is and making money every time you do something like that yeah and i i'm not saying it's a big conspiracy as far as they all got together maybe they all did think there was a recession whatever but they all are making a mint out of it yeah they're making a fortune out of it yeah they don't lose money anywhere ever do they i not it, they get bailed out when they do so yeah most of them are so big they would get bailed out if they did anyway but I'm just saying it's coincidence, which I think my own little thing here, this is Hank's opinion only, mm-hmm. but it's not, we haven't really gone into recession 2023. I'm saying from January to now. I know. It's gone up actually, but at a minimum, it's been kind of flat. It hasn't gone way up, but it's gone up a little bit. And I think part of the reason is because they keep saying it's going to be a damn recession. It's one of those, like, self-fulfilling prophecies. Like, I think in the last six months, if all these articles had been saying, wow, the Fed, federal government's um, raising interest rates, that's going to tame inflation. We're going to have the best stock market year ever. I think it would be all to the moon. I think you're right. If they'd shut the hell up. I think you're absolutely right. I think you are completely hitting the nail on the head there. And so they just sell it with doom and gloom. They do. I know. And it's part of it's human nature. I get uh-huh. it. People kind of forget this read an article about this on that Freakonomics. People tend to forget things like this when you predict it being wrong. But when you mm-hmm. predict, when you, when you take a shot like this and you're right, then everybody thinks you're the next Nostradamus. Mm-hmm. So people are just going to forget about that all these places over the last six months have been absolutely as wrong as wrong can be. Yeah. Now, that's not to say tomorrow we couldn't wake up and there'd be the most, the beginning of a 1929, whatever, of depression. But according to them, it would have already happened. I think, too, sure. that culturally and especially corporate-wise, we have come to expect constant steady growth at a at, at like a right 45 degree angle anything less than that is falling behind now and so if it is just kind of a steady growth you know of course they're going to call it stagnant now although it is still growing 
but it's not growing enough for investors. <laughs> I know. It's just kind of funny. It's, it's just ridiculous. It's, I, and, 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 and everything can expand infinitely <laughs> forever. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, exactly. And, and I'm, and, and I'll point out, I mean, the one thing, just like Matthew McConaughey, I don't care if you're Warren Buffett, you're Jimmy Buffett. Nobody fucking knows what the stock's going to do. No. Not in the short term, they don't. In the long term, though, which is what anybody listening to this or anybody with anything you read financially, it's a 20, 30-year game. Yeah. Don't don't fall into that bullshit of taking your money in and out. Because nobody, just like he says, nobody, and the point of my whole thing, of all these experts I've been reading for the last year, uh-huh. they don't know. They don't know when a recession's coming, for sure. They may pretend like it, but they don't. And if you start pretending, if you start moving your money back and forth, all you're going to do is make them rich. Yeah, you're paying fees, too, every time you do that, most, most of these places. Yep, and sometimes when they're so wrong... And again, you can almost conspiracy theory this thing. You're the one losing all your money because yeah. you sold it maybe before the big boom happens and it does go to the moon. And, yeah. you, and you've missed out on your 10 or 15 percent growth because you were sitting on the sidelines because you sold it. Yeah. Ugh. Put it in there and forget it exists. That's my investment strategy. <laughs> your investment Which, I mean, strategy I, is I'm spot great. on. I, I'm I'm just so grateful to be able to invest that way. I, I get agree. that that's that's marvelous, but that like I just don't even act like my retirement account is there. It's that's what you should do. You're giving our listeners unbelievably good advice. Stick it in there and freaking forget about it. I don't change anything. It's um, one of those mutual funds, uh, index funds. So there's no management fees or anything. So it just stays there. Did she get booped? Oh, uh, yeah, Ripley's just uh, checking her out. Aww. Thinks he's wanting to give her a bath. <laughs> it's baby bath time. <laughs> it's baby bath time. <laughs> On the old hillbilly nerd talk desk. Oh, my goodness. And I, I went to the pet In store the today and got Ripley um, diet cat food, which she is ignoring to eat the baby cat food. <laughs> yeah, Ripley's getting to be a little bit of a chunky She's monkey. She's a chunk. And uh, we can't get we can't get Bonnie to slow down enough to eat. I'm trying different things to entice her to eat anything. She's growing slowly, little thing. So, economists are wrong. Yes. Um, All right. Next up, I'm going to say scientists in general. Uh, We have a kitty on a keyboard. Thank you, Ripley. Thanks, (laughs) Thanks, <laughs> goofy cat. <laughs> Get over there, cat. Uh, mystery person in Ohio, of all things. <laughs> of course, it would be oh, Ohio. You know what? I found a great YouTube channel about Ohio, and the guy talks about it. Like, don't believe all the things people say. And then, like in the background, it'll be like crazy aliens invading and stuff like that. And it's mm-hmm. just a hilarious parody of how people surrounding Ohio think about Ohio. Mm-hmm. Ohio is the Florida of the North. They are. The reason there's a, a FIFOs. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised that hasn't caught on. 
<laughs> fucking idiot from Ohio. Everybody, everybody around us knows what a FIFO is. Yep. <laughs> anyway, one of these FIFOs <laughs> apparently has a strain of COVID that's brand new, never been detected before, and they're trying to find this guy or girl. How in the world? I know you got lots of questions, I know. Right? I've got so many questions about this. How do they know that this COVID exists? This is from... And in- they don't know who has it. Well, this is from Insider. Uh, Leah Rosenbaum is who did, who did this article. Scientists are trying to find a mystery person in Ohio who has a new kind of COVID and is shedding it into the sewage. First of all, did you know COVID came out through your poop? No, but I could understand that. I it's going to come out somewhere. You know what? I didn't know that either. That's the first thing of this article, which uh-huh. not groundbreaking, but I don't know. How did we not? I didn't know that. Like you said, it's not surprising, but I've never seen an article saying that you can get COVID from feces or whatever. Or Bodily poop, fluids. Or, or poop water or whatever. Yeah. Bodily fluid. Oh, my God. Poop water is so disgusting. That's why I'm always like so crazy paranoid sterilized <laughs> like i had to deal with that for way too long <laughs> well i guess and i'm piecing some of this together and i don't uh-huh. want to read the whole article you can find it on our twitter page by the way Ooh. but uh apparently they must i guess test they found this by testing wastewater i guess yeah, yeah. so i don't know what cities they test Do they test all of them for covid major cities i'm gonna guess yes Yes. Right. Well, okay. Yeah, this is kind of how they track, like, is it, uh, and and they track a lot of different diseases this way, it, you know, how prevalent is it, is it showing okay. up in our wastewater, is there a lot of it in our wastewater, they can kind of tell some things statistically about a population through well, that, so, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, well, and, and they're calling this, in this article, cryptic in quotes, COVID-19 lineage, lineage, hmm. which isn't that just a word for a mutation? Mm-hmm. Why, they, why, they stop, why they stop using that? That's why this article is a little confusing. So I'm going to call it a mutation. It's a mutation of this virus that they've never seen before. Uh-huh. They say one person in Ohio is shedding massive amounts of this. Oh, crap. <laughs> Literally. Oh, crap. That's right. Uh, they're say, they're saying city? that uh, Columbus, Ohio. Okay. And and Washington Courthouse, which is 40 miles away from Columbus. Ooh. So they're kind of speculating that maybe this guy lives in Washington Courthouse and commutes to work and then goes back to Washington Courthouse. Uh-huh. So and he, he poops in both places. He poops in both places and apparently... Yeah, I mean, they're saying it's an enormous amount. And they're hunting for him. Well, and this if this guy is at all paranoid and prone to conspiracy theories, he's going to lose his shit and go completely crazy trying to get away from this. All right, this is where it gets interesting. If you were this person, would you come forward? <sighs> it depends on how <laughs> sick I was. Yeah, see, you even had to pause. Just the fact that you'd even have to pause, I'm the same way. I'd be like, I don't know. I've got this weird strain. Like, what are they going to, am I going to, they're going to X-file me? Am I going to disappear so I can study my ass? Yeah, I might not turn myself over 
to them, we have decent insurance. I might go someplace like, I don't know, figure out what the, the good hospital is and just turn myself in and say, hey, I think I might be that person. Now, of course, this article says, of course, quote, an imminent public threat. Yeah. There isn't one. There isn't an imminent public threat. But, of course, they're going to say that. Yeah. They say this well, person. Well, he's shedding massive amounts of mm-hmm. this COVID virus. It says that this person, and I don't know why they're saying one person, by the way. But uh-huh. somehow they, this article is pretty matter of fact. It's it not a group of like people. It's one person. they probably identified, like, they've probably isolated, you know, those COVID and his DNA. particles. Yeah. And compared them to each other. So, ooh. He says that this person likely has some form of, quote, long COVID, in quotes, that isn't contagious. So he's probably having all these COVID symptoms forever. Dog crap all the time, it sounds like. Right? Isn't that crazy? Poor person. Or maybe not. Maybe he's mutating into uh, the next Spider-Man. Maybe he'll be a superhero out of all this bullshit. It never happens that way, though. On real life, doesn't it? <laughs> you always turn into the toxic Avenger. <laughs> mm. Oh, well. These strains do not match anything we've ever seen before. Um, uh, yeah. Variants. Uh, I'm just skimming the article for whatever. Apparently, this has happened before. They found a dude in 2021 the same way. Uh-huh. Um, there was so much, there was so much virus in the wastewater that he thought it was coming from a nursing home or maybe an animal reservoir, like a dog shelter, uh-huh. but the tree, but the team traced it to a single office building in Wisconsin with about 30 employees and ended up finding the dude. Wow. And now this is the same kind of situation. Yeah. They're tracing it. So there's the map. There's where he's probably going. And, uh, there you go. Good luck finding our Ohio mystery mm. person. Right, buddy, get some treatment. You might feel a little better. Oh, yeah, I would. I would turn myself into somebody, but probably not the people who were looking for me. That would be a little difficult. Maybe he'll go to his family doctor and get like a COVID test and figure out he still has COVID. Yeah, but then this is some mutant. It may not show up. He may have sim- He may have symptoms the rest of his life if he doesn't get mm-hmm. help. Or maybe he won't. Or maybe he doesn't even have symptoms. This guy might even not. He might not even know he has it. That's true. What a crazy little virus this is. Ugh. Yeah. When I say little, I don't mean to minimize it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But it's a sakes, tiny little viral particle that yeah, literally has fucked us up. Right. So, all right, Ohio person. Good luck. <coughs> I hope you turn into mutate into something. Awesome. Instead of instead of uh, Petra's idea, you turn into the toxic avenger. <laughs> yes, and because that's do with poop. I really, you know what? I had a great long conversation about outhouses and poop today. So nice. <laughs> it's always fun when you get to have that. So this guy's commuting forty miles from Washington Courthouse to Columbus, probably. So he probably has a job, uh-huh. you know, which that's good. Here is an article about. And I'm having trouble keeping up with these Generation Z, Millennials, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, And and I'm skipping all over the place. I think I read an article the other day that the main 
research thing that's funded by some endowment uh-huh. is one of the places studying like soci like uh, sociology between like um, different generations. Uh huh. And apparently, I don't know the name of them, but they're the ones that are primarily naming these Generation Zs, Millennials. And this article says they were going to stop because it is confusing and it's causing more um, strife, basically, between the generations. I agree. I do, too. Nobody knew these damn <laughs> what we're about to say uh -huh. until there was a name for it. Before, it was just like young people, old people. <laughs> Exactly. Middle-aged people, and that's enough. Well, um, I, I think, think. <laughs> you just barely escaped the boomer generation. And I think the boomer generation generally has such a bad taste in, like, most of the rest of the generation's mouths at this point. Oh, uh, well, I don't that know. That it causes a lot of stress and strife. Well, I don't know. Part of it is like... And boomers look down on everybody else, so... Yeah, well, at some point when these uh, 20-year-olds are in their 60s and 70s, I have a feeling they will, too. I have a feeling that's just absolutely part of... You all right? Yep. This I, thing is... Uh, I have a feeling that's a part of... Uh, I don't know why it's been. <laughs> I think that's a part of like getting old. Yeah. Of just the, you know, the 20 year olds are going to ruin everything. You know, can, you can, when you're 70, it's hard to remember it. You were 20. Anyway, the point of this article, uh, whatever Generation Z and Millennials are, I'm just uh -huh. going to say young people. Okay. 20s and 30s, maybe. That's what I'm going with. Okay. Apparently, they're feeling, and I'm going to be a little tongue in cheek here, so okay. don't take me too seriously <laughs> for fuck's sake. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm watching you go with this. General Z and millennial workers feel confused, irritated, and left out by endless, quote, workplace jargon, in quotes, in the office. LinkedIn research shows. And then there's a study by LinkedIn and Duolingo. Uh-huh. Blah, blah, blah. So you want to hear what, what the latest? What do they don't understand? General Z and millennials <laughs> are having trouble. The poor little fellers understanding workplace jargon like get your ducks in a row. <laughs> I get the fuck out of here. I'm pretty sure by the context of a conversation, you uh -huh. can figure out when somebody tells you, "Hey, you need to get your ducks in a row." They're gonna be like, "What? I, I don't have a duck. What are you talking about?" Bitch, you want me to refer to you as Z, them, or they, them, and you're complaining because you don't know the term ducks in a row. Go look that shit up. Preach it. <laughs> Preach it, Petra. Exactly. I'm pretty sure when we entered the workplace, there were some older workers that used some terms, and you just learn them, and you go with it. That's part of, like... Joining the workforce. It is. And, it lear is. and learning from your elders, even if some of the stuff you learn is gibberish. It's still, you learn it. Yeah. You're being part of the community, and now you can speak the same language. Right? Yes. You don't need to fucking bitch about it. Anyway, want to hear a few more? Yeah, I do. Scattered in here? Uh, I do. I can just see some of these idiots, ducks in a row. That's That was the one that really got me. 
ducks in a row. Uh, they don't understand the term blue sky thinking. Again, how could you not get that from context? I, I, I don't understand, like, how they, like, did this do they it. just get hung up on it because it's a metaphor and they're so literal? How about this one? Low-hanging fruit. Come on. And this is apparently, according to this study, like, this is literally stressing these people out. Uh, between the ages of 18 and 76... 48% of General Z and millennials are feeling left out at work because of the use of workplace jargon. <laughs> then maybe they should watch a few fucking videos. Come on. 50, that's 50% saying to me that they're like, well, I don't know. This workplace jargon, I don't know. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just think this is a great one. Some of the most frequent used phrases at work that they're bitching about. Moving forwards. <laughs> oh my god! Touch base. Circle back, and ducks in a row. This is what's hanging these fucks up. Sorry, but <laughs> if you're having trouble with this jargon, you're a dumb fuck. You are. Uh, that's just a fact. Yeah, and I don't have a lot of sympathy for you. Pick up a book. And read a book about how to be in the workplace and how to be an adult in the work. I have an entire bookshelf of workbooks because I took that seriously. <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm floored. I'm just. This is from the article or from, it's a quote from one of the researchers, I guess. Quote, there's a perception that those who can get to grips with jargon are more likely to progress at work, with 67% of General Zs and Millennials agreeing. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. If you can fucking talk to somebody in general metaphors and things, yeah, you are going to get ahead in work. Yeah. You are going to be more likely. <laughs> Learning the workplace language can be tough, and we hope that by opening up the conversation, we can help to break down that workplace language barrier. What happened to hazing? <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just love this article. The seriousness of it, like it's life or death, like it's a... You know, like it's COVID, oh, it's like it's COVID, AIDS, cancer. That's going to get you at work. Yeah. If you don't understand the word ducks in a row, I can just see somebody getting stressed about that. And it just cracks me up. If I knew one of my coworkers was like this, I would use every slang bullshit thing I could possibly use on that person. Wouldn't you? Just for the fuck of it. Yes. Wouldn't you? Yes, I would. I absolutely would. Everything out of Aesop's fables. All of it. I'd use all of it. I'd start stuff. making shit up. I'd make shit up. I'd do a bird in a bush worth two and a hand, uh, sour grapes. I'd use all that stuff yeah. that they would not have a clue about. Yeah. Yeah, I would make it a game so that every night I would go find more stuff, and I would at least find one other person around me as a conspirator. And you're right. The fact that these that these this younger generation, we've had to adapt to a million things. We don't even know if you're a guy, girl, like you just said, non-binary. And then you all, I'm saying you all as a group, tend to get offended at us because we don't know what the fuck to call you. 
like we're not trying to be we're not trying to be mean but like i saw the most confused motherfucker Lord. i have seen in eastern kentucky hank i gotta tell you about this I i've did. been waiting for my chance to drop this one on you here it comes so i went to the pet store today <laughs> to pick up fat cat food and Poor two people cat. got behind me in line and one of them I had to do a double check, but I, I was, I'm very nice and I'm not going to do it in such a way that I'm going to be obvious about it. Right. But you can't stare at the freaks too long. They'll get the idea. Yeah, gotta, exactly. I'm trying not to do the side eye, be like side the 50 year old Karen given, given this person the look. But oh my God. Okay. So he, her, him, she, whatever had long curly red hair, which looked great. With his beard and mustache and had the most revealing feminine, like, top and pants on and the Birkenstock sandals with sparkly toenails. Yeah. It was all kinds of confused. And I guess, you know, I'm going to, I probably shouldn't say the word freak. I guess that means it's an extremely negative thing. But you know what I'm getting at. Makeup. Yeah, it was. I mean, I don't mean it in a negative way, so I'm going to take that back. But I'm, but it, it, you're getting looked at. It was how attention gonna, seeking. Yeah, how are you? You're absolutely getting looked at. Like, uh, you know what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. It, like, it, it's like you're being. It's like you're putting yourself as the freak in a circus. You're being so different that you obviously want people to see you. Yes. And then if somebody says something to you, then you're the asshole. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, and and well, like you have every right to do that and dress however you want to dress. I'm, that that's part of what I'm trying to. Yeah, but like I don't understand not shaving the facial hair. Like to like this is the first time I've run into that, and for me, I'm like, oh yeah, I, just, I don't I don't get it, and and I, I you I mean, know express yourself, blah blah yeah. blah. Yeah, yeah but yeah, I yeah. on the other hand. I didn't agree to participate in any of your sexual kinks. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know how to feel about this. I don't know if this is a kink thing for that person out and about or them just being themselves. But they obviously want a lot of attention because of the way they're dressing. Yeah. And that's a, you know, that's a, a big, broad topic that will actually bring us to the next story. I don't know. It would be a perfect. It'd be a great world if everybody could have tattoos on their face and be whatever you want to be. And stockbrokers could do that, or lawyers, or doctors, and it'd be mm-hmm. fine. But even if it was, I think we as humans, we seem to find our own. I'm going to say like Halloween costume. Or our own uniform. Let's just say that. Mm-hmm. We all find our own uniform and we want to be different in some way, in some community that I feel like it's always going to be like you're going to have a group that wants to be so different than everybody else that it's almost ridiculous. Yeah. Like to the point of hurting themselves or doing things. Again, if they want to do that, whatever. But these people with like the 50 million piercings, the giant hoop rings, that has to freaking hurt. 
Yeah. How can you function with these nose rings and ear and, and some of this stuff? Like, okay, you're making a statement, but you're sure making life a little hard on yourself, too. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to kind of yeah. say. In uh, you, know, you can do whatever you want to, but at some point it seems... Yeah, like don't dress like that and then complain about the way that people respond to you in public right. and that it affects your mental health. And like, people, right, and people do that. That's the, I mean, people do that to extremes like that. Yeah. And then there's people dress up like, all right, you dress, you dress up like a banker or you dress up like a cowboy or you dress up like a biker. Yeah. You know, you can identify all those people I just said kind of by looking at how they dress. You're exactly right. And that's fine. You can, and you can identify lots of people that way. But some of them, again, is so extreme. I mean, if you have purple spiked hair, a million face tattoos, there is a community that you're identifying with. And unfortunately, that community, a lot of them are a bunch of dumbasses. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> you can you can, uh, you can do whatever you want to. You can identify with whatever. It'd be like if my uniform was like a Nazi thing. And I'm like... Okay, well, I, I like the way the swastika looks, and I'm actually just doing that because of the of way back when it was a symbol of good luck. Like, okay, well, now it's not. Now you're wearing a uniform of a Nazi, and people are going to think you're a damn Nazi because Nazis are assholes. Yeah. If you're the one nice Nazi, and you're the Nazi maybe <laughs> trying to change all the other Nazis, and you're really good, that's, I mean, that's great. But you got to understand that everybody else in the world is going to think you're an asshole. You're still the Nazi. <laughs> yes. And so that's where I, that's what I'm trying to kind of get around with these people when I say the word freak. Like, you know, you, you're making yourself so different and you're associating yourself with a group of people who are, are preach idiots, right? Yeah. Yeah. And good for you if you're the one person i'm describing and you are a super intelligent and you're a uh, you have a great hundred thousand dollar a year job and, and you can do all this stuff good for you but there's very few of you i think yeah and well you can't have any kind of functional job with some of this bullshit yeah how could you possibly yeah. have any kind of manual labor job with that much metal stuck in your face with that much and, metal yeah. or, or if you're doing the the, the big time cross dress thing and you've got like long fingernails and you're totally womaned up. How are you going to, how are you possibly going to be a mechanic? Be a mechanic. Yeah. So that's what I'm getting at. With yeah. That. Does yeah. that make any sense? It's, it does. It does. And I mean, to preach you about it, but because the next story I'm going to show you, it'll be somebody is a, that would be, when I show you the picture of this guy, you'll be like, of course. Of course, of course, that's the, uh, the guy looks like that. <laughs> I'm just telling you. Oh, well, let's go there. Come on, let's go there because uh, you want to see it. I do. I do. It's a goofy ass story. If I can find it, <laughs> uh, I thought I had pulled up. Must have. Uh, it got you, away from Hank. Don't you worry. I'll scroll right through the old Twitter feed and find it here because. How are you liking? Oh wow! Oh wow! What do you think of that dude? Oh my! I totally want to hire him for some 
important position. <laughs> what the, can he even see out of that eyeball? This is the manager and mortician. He's a mortician and the manager of the Harvard morgue. The school of Harvard morgue. The morgue that they use to use cadavers for med students and biology and whatever. Yep. This is the guy. And he's been caught selling body parts to another person, that guy. Of course he has. Of course. You want he's to had this? his eyeball tattooed. Describe this guy. Fully half of his face. It looks like he's trying to do a tribal tattoo, but... He's white, so there's so it's not really tribal. It's more paisley. It's disturbing, and I mean, of course, about he's these? Sa- oh, he has a bunch of the um, lip piercings too, and in his head. Look oh, over here. I can't see those. He has shit sticking out of his head too, because spikes, why not? Yep, he's got a bunch of spikes sticking out of his head. His eye is one eye is black as coal. It's tattooed. Yeah. Half his face is tattooed, obviously his neck, everything Ugh. else. So, again, if you're like this and you're the one person that's, that's a nice person and you're not, you're an upstanding citizen, good for you. But a lot of people that look like this are assholes. And we're going to make assumptions about you based on your appearance. Exactly. And you're going to have to overcome those right off the bat. Because anybody, with, because anybody with half a brain is going to be afraid of you when they first see you. Yeah. That's what you want. Nobody's doing this for any other reason. It's very intimidating, isn't it? You're doing this to absolutely just rub other people the wrong way. Come on. I think. It is really. Deep down inside, icky. I yeah. think that's what's happening. Anyway, the guy's named Cedric Lodge. And, yeah. Um, yeah. He was selling uh, he $600 for two human faces. Are you kidding? One of the main buyers, Christina McLean, allegedly agreed to purchase two human faces for a total of $600. Because she has this business of selling macabre um, dolls. Yeah. And so she's using this shit to literally make her dolls. Yeah, she is. And she's making money off of, quote, real human remains. Yep. Ugh. Now, isn't that crazy? It is. But, like, what the hell did they expect when they... And I bet he had a damn good job. I bet he did, too. The manager of the Harvard morgue is got to be a damn good-paying job. It's got to be. It has to be. Uh, He's just doing it for the yuck factor. Tyler also added memos to his payments describing what he wanted. A payment for $1,000 came with a memo that read, quote, head number seven. Another for $200 that said brains, all spelled out. <laughs> so, uh, so he's selling brains and heads. Yeah, and just- yeah. to collectors who, like... And I get, you know. uh, The operation allegedly also involved buyers purchasing stillborn babies that were supposed to be cremated and returned to their families. Yeah. Disgusting. Obviously. So, you got that. (laughs) Yeah. It's just disappointing. 
It is disappointing. It's disappointing in Harvard that somebody's doing that. One of these stories. Here's some of her dolls. Oh, of course. Right. Yeah. So they, they look like demon dolls and things like that. And I, so if you so if to you each buy, is their own. I don't really judge people for having creepy taste or anything like that. But like this guy obviously is a fucking creep. And why didn't Harvard screen him out? Like, why are we forced to deal with that? You know, if this guy wasn't a mortician and in his job, I mean, just based on just the little things I'm scrolling through here of this and what he's selling and all this, Uh he could absolutely literally be like a serial killer. Yeah. I hope this guy, I swear to God. But if you buy, if you had bought one of these um, dolls, apparently from Catherine McLean, owner of Cat's Creepy Creations, by hell, you've probably got a doll that's made out of real human stuff. Just you know, yeah, you won't buy it now. But um, well, that may that may send even more business that way. Well, and I'll bet you, and I'll bet you, some people will be calling you to uh, to get your doll back. Yeah, and. Um, and and really, you should be calling somebody just to turn it in. Yes, with human remains, I would say so. That's right. That's just wrong. That's just wrong. I've told you know that's that's crossing a line. Ugh. Anyway, so there you go. <sighs> There's your good message. And leather tanner. Oh, good grief. Yeah, yeah, he was selling, he was selling it to anybody that'd take it. <laughs> apparently, of apparently course. had a apparently had an old network going of body parts and crap like that. That's like kind of everybody's worst nightmare, isn't it? <sighs> I don't know what the hell's the matter with people. Creep! What a creep! What a creep! Oh well, Petra, how about telling everybody where they can find us? Unless you got something else on your I list know. in particular. I'm, I'm I'm getting ready to feed the kitties. I have nothing else to add. This has been a fun podcast, though. It has been a fun podcast. <laughs> they can find us at heavenlynerdtalk.com. Yes. Uh, follow you on Twitter, uh, and we have a Reddit thread. I post most of these articles on Twitter as we're going along. You know, it's a good little system. I see an article that's interesting. I repost it to Twitter. Yeah. And then when it comes time to podcast, I can just pull up Twitter, find the articles. Well, I had to sneak, sneak back on Reddit because I got booted off permanently. Aww. But I went back on Reddit, and I'm nice. still a member of Hillbilly, Hillbilly Nerd Talk on there. And post You posted stuff. a good video on there the other day. What was that? Yeah. Uh, Cute Aggression. Cute Aggression. We'll play it next one. I forgot yeah, about that. Yeah, it was a, good a, song. a guy wrote a heavy metal song to his cat. <laughs> I love this dude. Like, I have a hardcore crush on this dude right now. Yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> so, yeah, Reddit and Twitter are our most active places. Yes. Of course, Twitter's having a little bit of a hissy fit. Uh, and can't you see that? I can totally. I wish I had a hidden camera in some of these people's houses who are Reddit moderators of some of these big subs. popular subs. Yeah. Because, you know, they, <laughs> they are little. What is little, it about? I don't know. They are like little fucking Napoleons. 
you've tried to post somewhere, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. And immediately totally. got back some on this thread. You do not post things with proper names. You only use blah, blah, blah. Or just some bullshit that, yeah. like, cut the fuck out of here. I'm just trying to figure out what this thing is. Yeah. <laughs> or am I the asshole? Uh, and anyway, well, I think the basic gist of it is the guy that owns Reddit is going to take some of their power away from <laughs> to where you can't just do, you can't just run this whole subreddit. Like if somebody wants to, like we can shut your ass down or people can vote you out as the person oh. or whatever, some sort, oh. of, some sort of something where these little Napoleons are losing their power. And some of the more popular things, like let's just say subreddit, uh, picks. Yeah. yeah that's going to be incredibly popular, obviously. Yeah. Or let's say cat pictures. Well, yeah, they're losing their shit because now the, the Reddit people are like, listen, if you keep being an asshole or this Reddit becomes out of control, what is, we can shut it down or we can do whatever. And they're not liking that. Yeah. Now that's very simplified, but you know what I'm saying? I like they were selling that's it one as, of the things. as they were taking away the controls that they <laughs> used to moderate the subs. Exactly. And they were taking away access that like blind or deaf people had to Reddit. That part I don't know. You mentioned that and I think that may, like you were saying, have to do with some of the apps that are not official reddit apps that are running reddit yeah and i can see that i mean hell if you own reddit you don't want a bunch of other people with clone that just like copyright bullshit i would think yeah but the first thing you said is that i think the main hissy fit going on is you can't tell me i can't moderate this the way i want to and they're just going crazy all right i I enjoy Reddit, but I have to remind myself that it's Reddit, okay? There's some little son of a bitch on Reddit <laughs> that goes along behind me and downvotes. Every, they follow me and downvote everything I do immediately. <laughs> like fun. every comment I make, every post, everything gets an immediate downvote. And whoever you are, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Get a life. <laughs> well, so we are on Reddit, and if you happen to be on our Hillbilly Nerd Talk subreddit, we don't give a shit. We don't We're, care what you post on there. <laughs> right. As long as it's not uh, obvious, just yeah, obvious awfulness. Yeah. yeah. Don't post ads for body parts and crap like that. Yeah. We're not going to. Uh, yeah. But some of these moderators are ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Fuck, they're ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I don't understand. There's a big feud between the subs on there raised by borderlines and raised by narcissists. Mm -hmm. And, like, borderlines and narcissists are very closely related to Mm -hmm. each other and usually overlap some. But, like, you can't say the other one on, on one sub. If you bring up the other sub, they'll throw you off. Like, you'll get muted, thrown off. I mean, you get smacked. You get smacked. I think that's the thing that they're, in some way, trying to sort of moderate. Or they're trying to stop them from being able, or or they're going to. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. You know, like, let's say you're a moderator of one of these. uh, You don't own shit. It's like being a renter. Like, the guy that owns Reddit owns that thing. 
He can shut the whole fucking thing down tomorrow. Yeah. He can shut your account down. He can do anything the hell he wants to because he's the one that started this bullshit, not you. Like, some people don't understand. They get a little Napoleon, and they don't understand who really has the power, who really put in the sweat equity and borrowed money and worked their ass off to make this thing the way it is. They come along and like, I want to be able to they're going to come along and say but i work every day thanklessly and without pay to do this and make this the community that it is i'm saying that in my funny voice because i don't believe that way but <laughs> well the other day again people got to just be a little realistic like it's a damn website Go to another fucking website. Exactly. Do whatever. Exactly. Find one of a trillion other places and start posting pictures of your cat. Go outside. Walk outside. <laughs> there might be sunshine. Might hit your pasty white skin. <laughs> I, I I feel called out. <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening.